Welcome to the Batphone Podcast, where we talk about combat sports, comic books, gaming, pop culture, and anything else my friends want to talk about. Hosted by yours truly, Nick Batman Hughes. Alright, picking up the Batphone this week is none other than Tony Caruso himself, the Spartan. How's it going, man? How you feeling? Yeah, uh, pretty good. Cold. cold. Yeah, it is cold. It's yeah. freezing. But That's no. the number one thing on the agenda right mm-hmm. now. It's mm-hmm. absolutely cold. I'll put you over real quick, man. 7-1 professional MMA. You've had boxing bouts, both amateur and professional. You've uh, had wrestling bouts, state level, Pacific level jiu-jitsu, AGC, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You've done it all. <laughs> uh, but... You know, the number one thing I think people wanted to talk about when I asked the listeners what they wanted to hear about, they wanted to talk about Jakarta. You know what I mean? They wanted to, oh, they wanted to hear about 1FC and all that kind of stuff. And, and I'm happy to go straight into that. But I, I do want to hear more about you. But I'll, I'll share my perspective on Jakarta yeah, because yeah. I was pretty honored when you, you wanted me to be in your corner for, yeah. for that fight on 1FC. That was a huge deal. And um, I know that, you know, like from the moment we touched down... Mm. Uh, it was a pretty professional mm-hmm. outfit, you know, mm-hmm. like we had handlers taking us through yeah. customs. Um, we had, you know, it was an excellent, like a politically neutral yeah. zone where we yeah. were staying in the hotel and yeah. the, uh, there was a gym in the lobby of the hotel. A very know, weird gym. A very weird yeah. gym. Like, yeah. How many hotels have a boxing ring? Yeah. Like, you know, that was yeah. Very, and a cage wall. That was different. That was like different. That. Yeah. Feels pretty loaded. But, um, yeah, that, you know, you got you got your per diem. You got the SIM cards mm. straight away from the organization, and I think One FC did a really good job of setting a tone for what their organization yeah. was all about. Yeah. Like they sat us down and they talked about professionalism and honor and why certain people wouldn't be invited to yeah. to even yeah. compete in One FC just mm. based on their their image and the way that they present themselves. And I think because of that, like none of the fighters were from Jakarta. They were all from internationals, right? Yeah, I, don't, I definitely know there was a couple of Indonesians. On yeah, Indonesians. Whether they were from Jakarta, I'm not yeah. 100% sure. But it was mostly international. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Nikki Holskin was on the card. John Lineker was on the card. But we were all staying in the same hotel. Yeah, yeah. There was no animosity. There was yeah. nothing like that. And I no. think that came down to the fact that 1FC really yeah, set it's, that it's, Yeah, the way the organization runs itself. You know what I mean? That, that's the big thing. Obviously, with... All that stuff that you were saying, like I, I was lucky enough to have already seen it and done it yeah. with with Alan, you know, with him with the Warrior series. So I understood what was going to go on with the, you know, like you said, the money they give you, the SIM cards and all that, the way they look after you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it definitely it's a big thing that drew me to One FC was, you know, like I guess the outlook on, on on life and the sport itself. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people still to this day, and even a lot of my friends that live in America that are on Bellator, even some other big shows, you know, like KSW and that, mm-hmm. like. They still say, oh, it's your goal to get to the UFC. And it's sort of like, you know, it's 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 not, a, I, got, I don't really care, but like a lot of people, you know, it's been like, oh, man, we, we're just as as good as them, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, and I don't think people understand that yet, but I personally like 1FC and went over to 1FC because I just love, yeah, the view they had on, on, on martial arts, man. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what it is at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like, this sport's changing so fast, like day by day, month by month, fight by Some fights can change the whole entire direction of the sport. Mm. Literally, like on a weekend, like the whole sport can change. And we've seen, you know what I mean? It was like one day it's all about jujitsu, the next day it's wrestling, then it's kickboxing. Oh, no, we've got to learn how to shoulder strike, like Conor McGregor, <laughs> you know? So the sport just changes, like weekend by weekend. And I just love the vision that 1FC was setting that standard of, you know, guys like, 
we fight hard, we beat each other up, but like, at the end of the day, you still gotta show your fellow man respect, you know, I mean, you gotta, you know, it's, it's in, you know, I, I, I don't encourage, you know, total like blanket over, you know, everyone's gotta be the same way, mm. but they say, look, the organization that we're gonna be, and the organization that you're gonna work for, you know, we want that, and if you, if you don't wanna be respectful, then don't, don't fight for us, fight yeah. elsewhere. That's why I think, you know, I really enjoy one FC. It, Jakarta was an interesting cultural experience, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was a fantastic yeah, professional yeah, right. experience. Uh-huh, you know uh-huh. what I mean? And one of the things that I, I remembered really drastically, like a, there's a big difference in the dangerousness, I guess, yeah. of the fighters that are on the card. Like on a regional show, it's not so uncommon that yeah. people might be going to, a, to the hospital, taking a trip to the hospital mm-hmm. afterwards. But on that show, it was Every oh, fighter was yeah. in the hospital oh, after you. When you're yeah. at that level and you're yeah. that elite, there's yeah. there's an implicit level yeah. of danger that's involved. Exactly. And I think they understand yeah. that as well. Yeah. That at that higher level, yeah. and that's where that honor and respect driven like perspective comes yeah. from. Um, but we, that was a really good story. Yeah. When we were in the hospital, yeah. well, we had a bed next to John Lineker. Yeah. Yeah, hands cool. of stone. Yeah. John Lineker had yeah. broken his hands. Yeah. And um, he was just super nice. Oh, no. Then I've got to say, that's the one thing that keeps on, like, I guess keeps me so young and motivated in this sport is, like, you know, I'm just a kid from, like, and I always say it's not, but, like, I'm just a kid from the source. But when you got me, the guy like John, and he actually, you know, turned over to me that, and I'm laying in bed, you know, fucking half dying. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, to me at the, that point in time, it felt like, you know, one of the worst experiences in my life. But then yeah. you get a guy like him turn over and say, man, I've seen you fight, you're crazy. Exactly. You know, to, to that is just like, it's almost like, a win, you know what I mean? It's like, man. Like, man, all credit to yeah. him. Like, that's... He sort of would have surmised the gravitas of yeah. that situation. Yeah. Like, you weren't having the best yeah. time at that yeah. moment in time. But he's been there. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's been yeah. through that. Yeah. So he's got us on yeah. FaceTime with yeah. his family yeah. in Brazil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and his wife's walking through the house saying, yeah. hey, and his yeah. one kid's like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. You know, a young kid. Nah. Then another kid who's sort of um, a, the middle child is like, hey, daddy, how's it going? Yeah. And then the third kid... Is on, you know, playing video games, yeah. playing Fortnite. He doesn't want to borrow it, you know what I mean? He's like, ah, oh, dad's no, in the hospital in Jakarta, who yeah. cares? No, exactly, and that's why I think people don't realise, that, I guess with any sport, especially fighters, we're just, we're just normal guys. Yeah. Like, we really are. We're just like a normal guy, like yeah. you're saying, John's got a family at home. And, yeah. and that's what it is. That's why when even a lot of people going into that fight, I think, like, especially my girlfriend, you know, at least, when she come over there and she's seen, like, me and Peter shaking hands and yeah. talking before the fight, she was like, what are you doing? They don't really get it. And I was like, it's not what mm. they put on the TV. They market it that, even football, all this animosity and that, but we don't, you know. It's just at the end of the day, you've got to go out there and do a job. Like, he wants to feed his family and yeah. I want to feed mine. You know, I mean, the best man win, you know. Out of every single person in that arena, yeah. you have the most in common with your opponent. Yeah. Even out to weight and yeah. size and you've been yeah. training for the yeah. same yeah. amount of time to yeah, fight the same event that, yeah. at the very yeah. same time. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's, that's a funny point, isn't it? Yeah. It's true. It, it is it, very, it's very true. And you know each other so well, I guess, without ever meeting, met each other. You exactly. Know? Like, I know how you, you, know, you think, how you want to fight, how you want to do this. And I also know the battles you've been through. Mm. I know that you've been at home and stressing. I know that you've, you know, haven't had good night's sleep for. I know you've been hurting because I've been doing the same thing on the other side. That's one of the things that I, I truly loved about that whole thing was like, man, it feels like, you know, it felt like, you know, like I said, like, always been here in Adelaide, one of the guys that, you know, that, that guy, everyone's always like, oh, you know, Tony's made it, you know, pro boxing and this and that. And then I was like, you know, me and my family, they always make, of course, your family will make you feel like you're the greatest, you're the best. <laughs> you know, of course, that's how yeah, we do it. Yeah. But that was the cool thing. When I met a guy like Peter, I was like, all of a sudden now, I'm 
fighting the guy that his family thinks he's the best. His mm-hmm. gym thinks he's the best. He's the guy. You know, so now he's a guy from all the way there, never seen him, and he's never seen me. We're two of the guys, and we're about to meet and fight each other. And I thought, man, uh, that's why I, in a way, sort of stepped away from boxing because I found the pro boxing ranks, man, it was not not that at all. It's, mm-hmm. it's not like, they don't go find the guy. They make you the guy, then they'll try and find yeah. you the guy. Right never mate, it's like, Oh, first fight, okay, let's go. We'll find the guy, let's do it, you yeah. know what I mean? And you know, I respect the PD, and now he's ranked number three in the world, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey, it still hurts, I want to fight again, I can't wait, you know. Actually, we were talking last night, yeah. He did a, he did a post and, a, and a, a video of our fight, a couple of highlights, and he actually wrote it, and he goes, uh, But all respect to Tony, you know, he tagged me, and he said, You know, he's a warrior. Then we ended up like talking back and forth, and I said, Oh, look, I said, All respect in the world, too. I hope your family as well, but I said, You know, I'm waiting for that, that rematch, man. When I, when, I get, when I finally end that chance, I said, I'm coming for you, you know what I mean? I want that back, but at the same time, I wish nothing but the best for him, you know what I mean? Him and his family, you know? Yeah, and that's, uh, fighters are fighters, yeah. athletes are athletes, yeah. but we're all in it. Exactly, we're all in it for, you know, I mean, we've all got little different reasons why we do it or what we're doing it for, but at the end of the day, I mean, that's why, once again, back to the martial arts, mm. you know, I think that's what happened to a lot of sports, it was, it turned into like, you know, the people got into it for the wrong reason, and you're seeing yeah. it now in MMA, like, you know, you, you kids even want to get into fights, like to the MMA because they want a photo on Instagram and they mm-hmm. want to tell their mates they're doing MMA and that's why I love one FC once again yeah. is because it's martial arts. That you know? image over substance, it yeah. doesn't last yeah. that long mm-hmm. because training is Yeah, hard. exactly, yeah. And training is, everyone wants to fight, no one wants yeah. to train. And that's the thing that I've got to I always tell the boys, you know, without pumping your tires and Trinity's tires here, but one thing I say to the boys, you're also lucky, man, you've got to be like coach like yourself, man. Because you make them go through, and not in as you know, beat them down or you know, make them feel like shit. But you say, this is what a fight's really going to feel like. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what it's going to be like. This is the training camp. This is what you're going to do. This is how it's going to feel. You're going to get punched. Are you sure you want to do it? Yeah. And, you know, and that's it. And you've <laughs> seen the results. The guys who, who push through your, yeah. your fight division, they're all very... Even I, when I was overseas, uh, there was a fight... Um, at DFC and Taylor for the uh, yeah, Taylor. Taylor for, he was the kid I was yeah, going to bring up yeah. actually, and, yeah. and you know what I mean and, and I remember talking to my dad and that after because they went to the fight and I said to him well, how, how, how was it all going how, how was the show sort of thing and that, they all said oh they're like yeah it was good man they're like some fights were a bit you know, you know but they're like the Trinity guys the only guys that showed like wow these guys have got something you know what I mean like they showed like game plan skill yeah. it's not just getting there and brawl you know what I mean so it's a credit to yourself I appreciate that man yeah. it's something that I talk about with Ant as well is we've sort of updated the, the protocols and the systems yeah. to actually mm-hmm. gain yourself a fight and um, hopefully I'm going to be talking to Taylor really soon because yeah. he's one of those guys who's gone through that system mm-hmm. yeah. right yeah. when he fir- he was very he's very impressive <laughs> as a person right when he first came into the academy he wasn't one of those guys like, I want to fight I want to fight yeah. I said you know what are your intentions yeah. he had had zero martial arts yeah, yeah. when he first came into mm-hmm. Trinity Mixed Martial Arts That's- none mm-hmm. hadn't done a karate class a boxing yeah. nothing yeah. And he said, oh, I would really like to compete, but I know that's probably three or four years away. Yeah. And for a, for a yeah. kid yeah. of under 20 yeah. years old yeah. to say something like that on his first day that's in the academy, that's pretty impressive. Because you and never hear that. It's, no, they walk don't. in and they go, I want to fight. Mm. Oh, yeah, cool. Like, we all, no, no, but I want to fight. So yeah. And you're like, yeah. have you ever fought? But, oh, I've been in, and this is honestly the truth. It and happens say, every day. I've been in a street fight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, well, you got a long way not to go. Just like you a just street fight. Yeah. Oh, I've but been that, in lots of yeah. street fights. That's impressive from that. I'd love to like hear why he said that. Yeah, like when you have him on, yeah. I'd love to hear why 
he already knew that. Yeah. How did it, like you said, never coming from any martial art background. You know, maybe because it's his parents that they're... I believe but, so. Yeah. I believe yeah. so. And that's what I want to talk to him mm-hmm. about. You know, how much of the influence yeah. of his parents being at that elite right. level in bodybuilding, yeah. how did that rub off on yeah, him? Exactly. Maybe that's why he, he yeah. periodized it the way that's that he did. That's interesting, because yeah, you never hear that. But he also is a kid that, you know, we, we had him start off right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And... He had his grappling mm. bouts in competitive level. He had his striking bouts at a competitive level. So when he entered into that cage, he was ready as yeah. an athlete yeah. and as a martial artist. Yeah. And he's been able to take so much from that experience yeah. because he had won and lost mm. before he ever stepped into yeah. the cage. Yeah. And uh, what he's doing now and the way that he's progressing, it, it sort of echoes within the development yeah. squad at, at Trinity yeah. MMA, like PJ Van Guyen and yeah. the Twins and Ryan Cooper. Mm-hmm. He, he's another one that you really have to give it up to him. Because oh, no. he's had a very hard yeah. run right. as an amateur fighter. Mm-hmm. And every single time he's met hardship with resolve and he's come back better. Yeah. And you know, because yeah. you've been working with him pretty, pretty closely. You've been working with the Twins. Yeah. Uh, Levi and Mason Collins pretty closely yeah. and uh, that echo that sentiment of progression yeah. and self-betterment that's yeah. really rifling through the gym really hard and Ryan's coming up with some stuff recently yeah. in terms of his technical development yeah. that is absolutely exemplary and I, I gotta give it up to no, him no I do as well man I, I, you know, I, I love seeing guys like Ryan and, and ta- uh, all them ta- anyone on that fight team man I like to me they, they sort of motivate me without yeah. even knowing it they sort of I'm fans of them you know what I mean they don't realise it but I'm sort of one of their you know I love I'm a fan of these, those guys and there's two other guys um, uh, young Anthony Puglazi and also yeah, Will that's right. they don't know but I'm a fan of these yeah. kids I actually watch them and I like watching them I'm, I'm lucky enough to get to see the twins and the fight team Taylor and all those boys Ryan so I get to see them all the time but they don't realise I'm watching them just as much mm-hmm. as they're watching me. You know, I mean, they, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know what they're thinking that like, But when I'm in there, man, I'm always watching these guys and how they're getting better, what they're doing, how they're improving. You know, like I said, I even talk sometimes, you know, back home and say, you know, I remember like from a year ago to now, like a year ago, I could spar most of those guys and I'd be like, you know, I mean, this is easy. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, this guy's sometimes hard, man. You know, I mean, like, I've really got to switch it on. And I say that to the boys and I say, no offense, if you see me coming at you hard, it's because you earn that respect. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like to, you know, to hurt anyone, especially my teammates. But when I'm going hard, man, I'm doing it because I need to fucking work. You guys are too good now. I can't take a, you know, an easy, you know, yeah. like day on you. You know who you know? we have to get that into? Yeah. Evan. Evan no. Glicos. No, he's the nicest Evan, kid alive. He, if there's something about him, like he. Oh, well, when he fought, he switched it on. Yeah, you know what I mean. He was, well, he was great. Go, he, when he won that fight, he did win that. that Let's not go into that. Oh, you know, fuck, don't get me angry. Hey, <laughs> judging is judging, yeah. and, and everyone rocks up to yeah. to do the same job. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, but yeah, he, when he spars in the academy, yeah. he's just so oh, nice he because bad. he doesn't have a mean uh-huh. bone in uh-huh. his body. I don't think he has the capacity to be dishonest yeah, and lie. Yeah, he's a good he's boy. He always man. presents himself as himself, and he really is a good boy. He has a lot of respect yeah. from the oh. fight team as well. He's oh. like the heart of the fight. Yeah, team. he is. He is. One hundred percent. I know with him, everybody 
Like he's that guy that everybody makes sure they say hello to, or yeah. they get a hand on him, or they say something to him. At least once a session, he's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some guys you'd be like, oh, I didn't realise he was here. You know what I mean? Like it's quiet. <laughs> That's Evan, just me. Yeah. You know, Evans like, man, where is he, man? Like, and when he's not here, you know. Like, I said it to you. Remember that day he was he was sick and he didn't come that week. I was yeah. like, where's Evan? I knew straight away because you know, like yeah. you said he's yeah. he's that sort of point of the team that everyone sort of you know. He, and everyone's like that yeah. as well, like Reece Smith and yeah. Tim Rogers yeah. and Jay yeah. Chanow. Yeah. If Evan's not there, they're asking. Yeah. Me. Yeah, but look back to what you were saying about with Evan. That was one of my biggest problems too. Mm-hmm. And that I was lucky to have met like Don, my my original boxing yeah. coach, Don McKay. And I remember the first thing he ever said. Well, the first thing he ever said to me was a walk. He called me a walk. That was the first thing he said. But, <laughs> so that lit the yeah. fire right off the bat. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Now the real first thing he drummed into my head was, he's like Tony, if you want to be a fighter, he goes, I want to teach you how to hate." And I was like, what do you mean, Dom? You know, I was a good guy. I came from a good, you know, I've been at a rough mile, you know. I mean, a lot of people talk about rough. Hey, I come from a single home, like single parents, mm-hmm. lived in Salisbury. But to me, I still think I'm so lucky, like, the life I've lived. You know, that could be my perspective. But anyway, and Don said to me, Tony, I'm going to teach you how to hate. You've got to learn how to hate if you want to be a fighter. And I said, oh, what do you mean, Don? He goes, you know, you can't go on the ring, Tony, and make anyone your friend. He's like, when you're in there, you've got to fight. You've got to, you've got to, sometimes you've got to be ready to kill someone. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, oh, this guy's crazy. I thought, Don's is fucking crazy. But as I fought and I got older and I started fighting, I was like, man, you know what I mean? It's true. Yeah. Like, you have to have that killer instinct in you. Mm. And if you're not willing to, I know it sounds crazy, if you're not willing to kill someone, I honestly tell people, and when I say that, it's not killing like he's an old, I don't want to kill someone. I actually, I never would, I'd hate to do that. But what I'm saying is, man, sometimes you've seen in the ring, man, you might be, you know, five fives. You know, a minute to go, and you've beaten this guy for you know for four rounds, man. He just won't go down. And do you stop? No. Do you give up? And that could be the time that he could submit you. You have to, you know, keep beating him and beating him, man, because that's just unfortunate the game we're in. You know what I mean? And I think that's you see with some guys like a great example is Masvidal. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you see him when he goes in there, he's got a whole other look in his eye. You like you look at an aspirin. He was already game planning. He was like, oh, I'm gonna come in and shoot this and that. And a guy like Masvidal was like, I'm just going to run in there and I'm just going to hit you as hard as I can. And he was lucky enough to land that knee, you know, and timed it well. But, you know, and then you see when he's on the ground, he's still hitting him. And a lot of people found that disgusting. Oh, why is he doing that? And fair enough, I can see why they're saying that. But in saying that, he's like, man, it's a fight. I'm here to hurt someone, you know. I'm, I'm not stopping until that ref stops me. Now, I don't agree with it. I think that was a bit savage, but that's him, man. Yeah. And I was like, to me, that's when I say that young guys might see that's the difference of us. That can be that could win you or lose you a fight, yeah. you know. It, it takes all comers, man. And yeah. something I, I want to give credit to to Peter O'Shea yeah. and to Don McKay yeah. because they've created over time a team of competitors. Yeah. And that's something I've talked yeah. to you about in the past is that you're a skilled fighter and you're you're a great athlete and you put it together on the night with performance, yeah. but your overriding attribute that makes you very, very hard to deal with is you're an excellent competitor. So any, any time, okay, take what you do in the gym and you put it into an arena, put it into a competitive setting. You compete for every second, for every little minute, every, every little inch of that round, there's no give. You compete. And that's hard to instill within people who don't really understand that perspective. So whether it was in a direct way or whether it was in a roundabout way, your coaches have instilled that within you really well. I I think, like, when you said that to me, I remember when you said it to me, it was before um, the fight at uh, Eternal. I remember you said it was the first one you cornered me. And I remember you said it and I was like, 
See, you know, it, it's true. And I remember going into that last round, into, into my last fight in Jakarta, thinking that, I, th- I thought, Tony, like, come on, let's just compete. Like, yeah. And that was what I said from, like, day one. Like, And I think it comes from b- being the little brother. Mm. Like, I was always underneath my brother. There's always a shadow, you know what I mean? Like, And even people, my mates used to give me shit about it. People would give me shit about it. Oh, you're just with your brothers, your brothers, your brothers. And I was like, you know, I love watching my brothers. Mm. I never, ever dreamt of I'd be the guy. I always said, I oh, know my brother's sad, he'll do it, I don't want to watch him win a world title. I'm never going to fight. But then I was just like, when I got on the mat, I was like, I just want to, like, I want to kill him. I was like, when I got my hands on my brother, even though it's my brother, I was like, oh, I want to die before he beats me. And I think that's where it comes from, that competitiveness. And yeah, well, like I said, going into that last round, that's all I had in my head was just compete, Tony. Because that's all I used to say to people. I said, look, I'm never going to, like, from day one, I said, even when I was doing just jiu-jitsu, I said, I can't promise I'm going to win every bout. Mm. I want to. I want to win every bout. But I can't promise I'm ever going to win a world title, ever going to get signed, ever even going to go on him. But I promise every time I get on the mat, as long as my opponent turns around to me, win, loss, or draw, he goes, man, you're, you're fucking crazy. There's something wrong with you. Like, what is, <laughs> like, you would not stop. That's all, I, that's all I can ask for. I man. love that. That's love why that. when John said it to me, and also even to this day, Peter still says it, you know mm. what I mean? He goes, man, like, you're fucking crazy. Like, I was hitting you with so much, man. You just yeah. kept coming. And I was like, that's all, that's all I can ask. Yeah. That's all I can ask for as an athlete and, and as a competitor is, is that. And hey, hopefully, oh, I want to get in there and win a world title. I want to go as far as I can get, man. But hey, at the end of the day, they can only be one world champion. You know? yeah. and, and also, one thing I've been learning over the last few months is you've got to respect that. Not enough people respect it. Like, like, once again, it can be back to the whole thing of, you know, like with Taylor when he came and he said, give me three years. And you get other guys who come and say, give me a month and I'll fight. I say to those guys, you know what your problem is and why you say that? It's because you don't respect what we do. That's why you... And they go, oh, no, no, of course I do. I love what you do. I say, no, but you don't respect what I do. It's like me with a with a doctor. I respect the doctor because he can do that. I don't go, oh, give me that, I'll do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, man, I've been studying for like 10 years. Like, give me that back, you know. But yeah. that's what guys got to do with that side. We've been studying for yeah. like 10, 15 years. But with life. more understanding, yeah. the respect level yeah. increases. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, then when you see, like, like like I said, you make those boys train right, yeah. eat right, you know, come and do the sessions, you know, you, when they fight, you, and then they go, damn, like, mm. respect to the sport. And you see them all. They, they, they just get humble. They get humble by the way you train them. And that's what I think a lot of people, they watch the armchair fans, I call them. Yeah. They sit there, I can do that. And a lot of, and you see in today's day and age, especially with the internet, everybody can do everything. You know, and, it, and it's rude if you tell them you can't. And so it's not that I'm saying <laughs> you can't, but I'm saying right now you can't. No, you know right. what I mean? You gotta do it. If you're gonna do it, especially from, you know, like you and I are the same. That's why I like, that's why I guess I really gravitated towards you as a coach, was because you're like me, like, it's gotta be perfect, like, it's for, perfect for you. And, you know, we can't guarantee you're going to win. No one can. I can't say, oh, we're going to do this session or we're definitely going to win. But we're going to make you the best. Yeah. And you're the best guy going in. And whether you win, lose, or draw, that's out of, our, out of my reach. It's in your hands. It's, it's very interesting, actually, when I, when I think back at one of the first days that you came into mm. Trinity to train as an athlete, right? Because yeah. we've known each other yeah. for a really long, long time. time. Yeah. You're probably just like, oh, that weird, yeah. dirty kid. Oh, I like who he was. He was a weird guy. I was like, Nixon. I'm not everyone's <laughs> cup of tea, and I understand that. You know what I mean? I think that's a, I think that's a lost art. If you think you're the best, and you think yeah, everyone 100%. should love you, you're inherently wrong. Uh, right? I'm into that. If people don't like me, 
I understand yeah, but why. Yeah, you know, everybody's weird until yeah. you can admit that. Like, I'm weird. But I'm just some yeah. nerdy kid, yeah. right? So I know that it was Alan Philpott who was sort of like prompting you, yeah. hey, if you want to yeah. get back into MMA and make a run at it, you should come to Trinity yeah. because he'd come to Trinity yeah. and experienced it vicariously through Raj yeah. telling him yeah. that's where he should go. Yeah. So it all happened like that, right? But I remember why you came in or the, the time period was you had been matched up to fight Hiroshi Friedrich. <laughs> yeah. And that fight eventually fell through, but you didn't really have any expectations yeah. over me and yeah. what we were going to be doing at Trinity, but I knew why you were coming in. You were coming in to fight a specific opponent. Yeah. So I researched that opponent, yeah. and when you came in that night, as soon as you walked in the yeah. door, I said, this is what we're doing. This is who you're going to be working with yeah. to work on this specific pathway to victory. Mm. And I don't think you expected that no, from no, me. No. I don't think you expected no, that from Trinity or from yeah. us. Well, I never expected that even from just in Australia. I thought, you know, you're never going to have coaches who are going to be that into it. When I met you and I thought how professional you were, how in-depth you were, I was like, I was just straight away went home and I told my brothers, I was like, man, I can't even rain gag on that. Even sad putting on home. And I was like, man, like you were he came in, he was telling me what to do. He said, do this, you're going to be doing like this. You're starting in this position. And I was like, I was sort of buzzed out. Because my whole life, training was, was on me. Mm. Like, Don would come and be like, oh, I'll hold pads for you. There was never like, we're going to do this and maybe that. And then around about, we're going to do this part. It was just like, come in and work. That was all I did. It was just grind, grind, grind. Never had no idea. I had no direction. And that's what I found from you. You gave me so much like, direction. Clear vision, you know what I mean? And, you know, I put a lot of trust and faith in you. But once again, why I trusted and put faith in you was two reasons. Like you said, A... The guys who recommended me to come here, like Alan, that I respect them a lot as a fighter. You know, I mean, like, I trained with Alan in England, you know, and we worked together a lot. And you know, he said you got to go to Nick, man. It's good. And I was like, oh, you know, so I gave it a go. And then two was, you know, I remember you as a as an athlete too. I was like, man, I, I know Nick can fight. I know Nick can do it, man. And you know, that's a big thing that I'm big on now with gyms. You know, a lot of wannabes and opening gyms. But I was like, man, I, I know Nick as a as a fighter. And I was like, the guy could scrap. You know, I mean, the guy can fight. Knows what he's doing. He's a good grappler. I was like, oh, I'm going to go down there and give him a go. Yeah. You know, Alan suggested him. Alan wouldn't yeah. send me in the wrong place. So I went and I was like, yeah, man, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, straight I, away. I'm so glad that you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so am I. Yeah. So am I. And I mean? I've, I've always been of the assertion that, I mean, I, I was a good athlete, okay? I'm still an okay athlete, mm-hmm. but I'm a better coach than I am an athlete. Now, yeah. I can say those words, mm-hmm. but I actually have to back those words up with yeah. action. Yeah. You know what I mean? So every single day... Like when, when I chose to become a coach, when I chose to transition to that, I went back and studied yeah. personality identification, uh-huh. how periodized programs and training and communication yeah. as well. How am I actually going to be a good coach? Yeah. So it does mean a lot to me yeah. that you've actually taken something yeah. out of the experience. Well, of no, I know. Yeah, definitely, man. Like over the years I've been able to, I can just pick coaches in seconds on right now. Like there's only really, you know, like I love Peter and Don. I love those guys and, but, you know, and I've got all the respect in the world for him, but it got to a point where I was like, you know, you, you, you can't coach me anymore. You know, and that's one thing I love about you, is like you just said, when you became a coach, you went off and like furthered yourself mm-hmm. as, a, as a person, as a coach, as an athlete. You know, and that's one big thing I can, I can suggest to any fighter is, it's hard to get a coach now that, like Don, I love him for instance, and Peter's the same, but, you know, around 2000, 1995, those guys stopped learning. It was, they didn't go to lessons anymore. They stopped watching Vision. So they're only teaching you what they knew from the day that they stopped. And now you're only learning at, like I say, 2000s level. 
But the thing is, when we get in the ring, the guy, his coach was like, no, nah, I've, I've, over the last 20 years, we've been learning all these new tricks, man. And I'm going to get in there and see tricks that have never happened before. Mm. And luckily, I was able to meet guys like Lee, yeah. you, and open my whole entire world. I was like, oh, wow, man. There's... And there's even more guys like that coming through. Anthony Bynum yeah. was like that. Jake Chenoweth is like that in a really, yeah. really big mm-hmm. way. If Jake chose to become a full-time coach mm-hmm. and at some point in his career, he would do really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So something I wanted to talk about very quickly is I've always been of the assumption or or at least the assertion, like what I tell people is that to be a really good fighter, you have to have a level of ego, not negative ego. You have to believe in yourself and believe that you're going to win and beat the other person. You have to be relatively selfish in a way, like, and again, not negatively. You have to give yourself the best food, the best training opportunities, um, the best support network. And you certainly have that. However, at the same time, I really feel like you break the mold because so much of what you're about is the Spartan army, right? It's the support network. Every single place that you go and thing that you do, you bring your entire community. So in that way, you don't have ego. You share the spotlight and you're you're actually quite selfless because you bring people with you and you want to share in that experience. The question I wanted to ask you is, do you believe that's like, a source of your motivation and your strength that is that community and that support network like honestly like 100% like I know a lot of the sometimes I feel like like like, because you know sometimes you're on social media and you see other people write stuff young fighters Mm. these Instagram models I think am I one of those people and then I Mm. think you know what I'm not man like I swear it's where every single time I wake up in the morning man I'm just like oh like you know it's not obviously as as you know, dramatic as this, but you wake up every day and you're like, man, come up, should I lay here? Like, mm-hmm. I'm sore. And I'm like, man, what would my nunna, my nunna do, my dad, my yeah. brothers? Like, and I just start thinking about all those people, you know, you're like, you know, like, I'm like, I've got to get up, man. I've got mm-hmm. to do something. So I've got to make something of this name. Like, I, saw, I remember, it was, it was not, my nunna when he passed away in, in 2013, you know, and I remember standing, you know, and, you know, it broke my heart, you know, to see him, you know, laying there dead, you know, but, I remember saying to myself, I swear, you know, I swear to God, I'm like, oh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this name up in lights. I promise. Like, if, if he even has to kill me, and you know, a lot of people say to me all the time. Alan's actually one of them all the time. He's like, yeah, but don't always do it. You know, you always talk about everyone else. So I do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I said, Alan, trust me. Because one day, if I, if I can do what I want to do, I said, I'm gonna be the guy. My name's gonna be on the world champion list. I'm gonna have the money in my bank. I'm the guy who's going to get all the experiences. So I said, I really want to do this for these people. I mm. want to give as much as I can to them. You know, if I, if I could, honestly, my dream in life is to get a house, you know, that my dad and my nonna can live with them, my brother, the rest of their life, and that, that's that's my only dream. Yeah. I don't really care about anything else, you know. Maybe it was over the years I grew into this person, you know, but... I don't care about it. I really, really want to do it for them, man. And you know what? That's the Tony that I know. Yeah. Of, you know? So yeah. with all this all this podcast stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, people know you as a Spartan. Right? Yeah. And we've had that exact conversation yeah. before. Mm-hmm. And that's the Tony that I yeah. want people to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I know your brothers yeah. really yeah. well, right? Yeah. Um, so Diego, he's the sound, right? Yeah. You always hear him. <laughs> oh. Sav, he's the sight. Yeah. You always see him. Uh. Like, he's the flash. <laughs> yeah. But... Tony is the substance, yeah. right? And that's the way I've always seen it. That's the way I've always yeah. seen it. 
And without those aspects, without each other, and without your dad, who is incredibly oh, kind to me, oh, by yeah, the way, yeah, incredibly yeah. kind to me, well, he treated like, me like one of his own. He's, like, he's never kind to no one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, but once look, again, that's why I was growing up, it's respect. Yeah. Because he respects you and what you do. He's like, man, Nick is, hey, if, he knows, he's like, Tony is so into his sport, and if Tony talks Nick up so highly, that's to be something about this kid that, yeah. that I have to like. It's impossible because they see me and how much, you know, I remember as a kid, I think, I, I don't know, I've never really spoken to my dad about it. I remember I used to have the rope under the driveway and I used to do the, you know, the bob, the head, yeah. the boxing stuff. My dad was in the kitchen and he could see me out the window. And I remember just looking at me thinking, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> it was freezing cold outside and he's yeah. thinking, this guy's just out in the driveway all by himself practicing. All day, every day, that's all I used to do. I remember catching my dad's like, look and thinking, he was looking at me going, oh, this guy loves it so mm-hmm. much. So I remember the was just sitting in his room playing the guitar. And you know, both fighters at the time. I reckon yeah. Sav was fighting and I wasn't. But I was still practicing that way. And I think that's why my daddy probably sees him and thinks, yeah. well, like, this kid, like Nick, must have something. You know what I mean? And plus, you're a good bloke. Like, yeah, honestly, you're, you're a really good well, person. I take my time out yeah. to, to go and talk with yeah, your dad yeah. every time I come over and I make uh-huh. sure because he showed me a, a lot yeah. of that respect. And, that, and I want to show that. Yeah, now. and that's why I'm big on it. You know, once again, I'm not cliche, but it's respect and honor. Because yeah. if you ain't got respect or an honor as a person, you really got nothing. That's what I tell people all the time. So you ain't worth anything in the world. If you if you got millions of dollars, fancy clothes, big car, but you're just a dog of a person. I said, what's the point of having yeah. all that? And you like, gotta man. know. Yeah. You gotta know who yeah. you are. Like yeah. I figured it out, man. Yeah. I am a support yeah. role player. Yeah. I am a support role yeah. player. Sometimes to a fault. Yeah. Sometimes I don't put myself over yeah. enough. You know yeah. what I mean? But that's fine. Yeah. And I remember when you were telling me about, hey, I've got this opportunity to go to America. Hey, I've got this opportunity to go here. I'm thinking about it, but I've, I've got some attachments yeah. here. Yeah. And I said, I straight up said to you, I'm like, look, man, I love you, Tony. Yeah. But if I see you walk back into yeah. the gym like, yeah. on Monday, I'm yeah. going to be pretty pissed nah. at you, dude. If yeah. you don't know, yeah. trigger those opportunities. Re- you know, respect you on that because... That's the sort of person you are because A, you're a fighter. That's what makes you such a good coach is because A, you know what it's like to be a fighter. But B, like you said, you like you deep down looked in yourself and said, you know what, man, I'm a coach. And that's why I respect you so much. Like the man, that, that's what these fighters that I tell them, I keep saying, they're so lucky to have you. They don't get it. But I'm like, you don't understand the amount of work that Nick's putting in. Is like, I see what you do and how you do it. I'm like, like even when you come in and you, you're so like, Every day, like you're growing, even as a coach, yeah. like, you know more. We'll put it this way: you know more skills than me, and I'm meant to be the fighter. But that just shows you how much of a, like good of a coach you're, because you're constantly going home and learning and bringing it back to these guys. They don't understand, like I say, like you're still learning to this day, and they don't realize how lucky they are. Where a lot of coaches, man, they're just like, I don't even know what I'm doing half the time, I'm just making it up as I go. I think the thing that makes it work, man, is I feel lucky. Yeah. I feel yeah. lucky that these, the caliber of athletes and the caliber of people that I get to spend my yeah. time with are allowing me yeah. and have chosen me yeah. to aid them. And I take that really seriously. Yeah. I take that responsibility really, yeah. really seriously because I was young. Yeah. You know, Mike Turner and, and Bynum and, you know, and May Lin, mm. they were like the first ones mm. who were like, hey, we want you to be our head coach. Yeah. They were all senior to yeah, me. They were yeah, all older than me. Yeah. So I had a responsibility yeah. there that I had to live up to. And if I didn't go in on actually using my brain and putting in the time and putting in the work and studying, and, and then I would have been doing them a disservice yeah. and myself a disservice. And, you know, that just shows probably the way you were growing up, the way you just perspective on life is that you think like that. Like you said, some guys might take that and be like, I'm sick, I'm a head coach now. Do what I want, everyone listen to me. 
You know what? You were like the officer. You were like, oh, like, man, I've got to get to work. Yeah. And that's what I tell a lot of people. They congratulate me. Oh, congratulations. You got a contract for one. I see. I said, yeah, but I said, honestly, I'm not being modest, but it means nothing. Oh, no, it means a lot. I said, to you, because you don't know what I've been through. Yeah. This means nothing. Like, signing a piece of paper is nothing to me. Winning fights. Mm-hmm. And one day there's someone to walk up and go, man, I've seen you. I want to see, like, you are a killer. That is what is, is respectful. Not you signed the contract. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, that means nothing to me, honestly. Yeah. You know? And it does. And you know what's, what's good about it is, like, we, we've talked about respect and we've talked about what it means to people and what, what certain mm. aspects of another person's personality right. means to people when it comes to respect. So for me, I don't need the Facebook shout out. Yeah. I don't yeah. need the Instagram yeah. shout out. All the respect in the world that I need is if you're coming to the academy, yeah. if you've chosen to step into those into those through those doors and onto those mats if you're an advanced fighter and you're a pro team fighter the respect that you show me yeah. is rocking up every yeah. day that's it and that's why even the other day on Wednesday when I was injured and you know I still rocked up and I was yes. like I, I think it's just me and you I think that's why we get along with, you know it's just I guess you can call it fate whatever you know that we ended up working together because we do things very much alike and I knew deep down I was like not so much that I'm doing it for Nick, but I was like, man, I know, A, I'm a martial artist. You don't, I believe martial artists, you know, we train for every day. Mm. A fighter trains when it's time to fight. You know, oh, you, oh it's camp time, oh, yeah, let's get into the gym now. To me, it's not every day you should be, this is your job. Yeah. This is your role. You should be every day. And that's why, I made, A, I made sure I rocked up. And B, honestly, I was like, well, obviously the cage work is something that I'm, I'm really big on at the moment. Yeah. But C, I was like, man, if I don't go, Nick will be like, Okay, you know what I mean. Like, I honestly, I feel like the coach is gonna be like, oh, he's another, he's another one of those. <laughs> but so, you're not. No, you know, and, that, and that's and that's what I want to prove. And like I said, you then on top of that is I want to prove to these guys, all the guys that we train with on the team, that you know I don't rock up just to run it. I feel good. I rock up every day, no matter what. Because that's what they got to realize as well. You know, no, I don't want to pump my tires up, but I want to make sure these young guys know that yeah, I, I'm essentially according to the stats, I'm the top of the heap. I'm the guy with the contract. I'm the guy, you know, who's doing it. But I still want to show them. I'm still the guy who rocks up every single day. So if you're underneath me, if you're not a contracted guy yet, or you've only had one fight, and you're coming in when you want, well then I didn't realise why you're there. You're there, and I'm here. That's what I sort of wanted to make sure to get across as well. You know, because like I said, a, I respect you and your ability, so I'm coming in to learn and be. I want to show the team what it's about. And look, I want you around. I want you yeah. in, around in the academy for yeah. those reasons because. Yeah. What that means is you get to say those things yeah. directly to the yeah. fighters yeah. and the ears that yeah. need to hear them. You know, what no, I mean? that's a big thing. I talk a lot, and I, you know, you know, but I'm I'm an action guy. Mm. You know, I'm the sort of guy when it's something. Let's do something. Let's work. Like, oh, you want to run? Okay, let's run. Don't you know? Oh, you want to call me? You want to fight? You think you're better than me? Okay, then let's get on the mats. Let's do it. You know, what I mean, let's throw it down. Yeah, and I want to keep biting scratch to win. But that's mm. the what you got to get across. That was interesting. Like you copped some flack for bringing me to Jakarta. Yeah. yeah. You copped some flack for that. Yeah, even, even to the point of even having my brothers in the corner. Yeah. But once again, I'm the bloke who has, like, on a, on a, and sometimes it, it does shoot you in the foot, your honour and your respect. Mm. You know, I've had it many times, yeah, when you're Italian or European, sometimes you back your family, you know, or your people so much that you know that it's going to do wrong by others. 
but you do it. Yeah, you, 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 you know? I, I said something to you uh, once that yeah. you looked absolutely baffled at. Yeah. And I remember when I said it, yeah. but then when I explained it, I saw your face mm. change. I said, Tony, you're a hard worker, but you're a smart guy. Yeah. Don't um, forget it. Right. And I said, the reason why you're smart is because you put yourself around people who can aid you. Mm. And I was talking about Phil Pot, and I was, yeah. you know, I was talking about myself, but I was also talking about your family. Yeah. Like, you're a smart guy because you're very uh, calculated in the people that you choose to put yourself around. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we all have control of as adults, as athletes, as professionals. But we don't always pull the trigger yeah. on doing yeah. the right thing. I mean, your peers are essentially, you're a composite of your peers, yeah. right? Well, talk, talk, you said before about being selfish. Mm. You know, I have to be in a sense. Sometimes, no offense, if you're not giving me something that's going to benefit me, no offense to me, you're just, you're just the person I know. Mm. And I know that's, and people can take that the wrong way. But it, it has to it be has that to way. Be, the reason why it has to be that way is because you are the one who faces the most harsh consequences yeah. if it is not yeah, that 100%. way. 100%. That's exactly what I tell everyone. You know, I said, at the end of the day, I do what I do and I get judged for it. And people, I said, but you know who's the only guy that's going to get his ass absolutely fucking beat down? Is me. Yeah. If I don't make this decision now, which is which might be you know not to hang around someone or choose not to go to a party or miss it, you know, because I don't want to eat the wrong sorts of foods, I've got to make that. And it might upset a few people, oh, but I don't care. Upsets me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When I tell me, yeah, yeah, I can't eat it. Then heart just breaks. the same, and then Michael Frank. I remember early on, especially when I first started fighting, they just couldn't understand. What do you mean you got to lose weight? Yeah, I was like, yeah, but I got another three. But hey, look at you. I mean, you know, it is the hardest conversation to have as a European fighter, man. Trying to tell your uncle, auntie, grandma, <laughs> no, no, whatever, I can't eat. And they're like, what do you... Because that is life, yeah, man. It's yeah. food. And yeah, you got to make those hard calls sometimes. And mm-hmm. in European, as you know, it's not just, I don't want to eat, you know, whatever. It's it's like, oh, you just slap me in the face. Like, yeah. you just... So you got to look your grandmother in the eyes and say, no. And she looks at you like, you motherfucker. Like, I spent four or five hours... <laughs> Stirring the syrup on this pastelli. Yeah. I made this with love. I put it in this bowl and yeah. I made it for you and I brought it to you. Yeah. And you're going to tell me you're not going to eat that, it. Oh, you know, yeah, that's they're, heartbreaking. They're, they're, they're the things you got to do, man. And, you know, like you said, like, because at the end of the day, we got, like I said, you got 24 hours in a day. You got, you know, your lifetime, which, you know, each of the run is a bit different. But especially as a fighter, man, we've mm-hmm. maybe got five years, 10 years, say 15 years, or even at the top level, let's say five years if you're lucky. You know what I mean? And if you can get five years out of it, man, you've got to make the most of every yeah. single step, every single day. You know what I mean? That's why this, you know, doing this whole situation at the moment is doing my head in big time. Because I'm like, man, we're here to live. We're here to yeah. rock and roll, man. Like, I, I know, I understand where a lot of people are coming from, but I said, look, that's fine, man. Like, live your life your way. But, man, like, like I'm, I'm a professional ass kicker. Like, literally, like, I'm a professional ass kicker. I don't just kick ass in the ring. But in, in life, man, I'm an ass kicker. Like, I wake up every fucking day and I think, what can I do mm. to get better, to, you know, to, to grind? What, how can I do it? And now I can't. I want to learn I'm stuck in it. It's frustrating and it's an upsetting time for me, but, you know, it's not going to stop me. You know what I mean? It's still and you've proven that yeah, it's not going to stop me. That's why I'm a bit, you know, I do get a little bit concerned at times. I'm like, I mean, if this goes for another two years, like, do I get it? Do I continue to fight? Do I lose my contract? Or am I am I going to be as good as I am? Like I just had a two year layoff from now I'm thirty one. You know what I mean? Like you know it's it's a, it's a tough time for me and it's hard to keep myself mentally in the right space all the time. But that's why I'm lucky. 
like I said, I, I come from the perspective of just training. Training to me is, is the fight. Yeah. Sometimes I love it. A fight is just you get to rock up and get paid for it. Cool. But training to me is what I love. I don't understand how much I love to train. Like, Annalise will be, she'll vouch for me. Like, she hates it. But we went to Queensland and she's like, Tony, you spent half the day in the gym. Like, I don't know. Like, well, I love that's what it. I came here for. I love it. Like, I just, I'm like, you, so you think we're on yeah, holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just love training and learning and hearing people's ideas and how, yeah. they, like, how do you do a choke? How do you do a choke? Yeah. You know what I mean? I just said yeah, to me I really do I, I, I guess we'll have to start thinking outwardly about how we can um, get around certain things but I think um, yeah there's been some pretty really good insights into the way that you think and mm. the way that your support network yeah. aids you and how you formed yeah. into the person that you are today um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you and one of some of the listeners wanted yeah. to ask as well is coffee <laughs> coffee you, are, you people don't really know but you are synonymous oh, with coffee it, man. so there's two two questions that, so I guess this is a two part question the first question is how do you make the perfect coffee <laughs> like what is Tony's perfect coffee yeah. and the second question is do you see any business prospects from the coffee industry yeah you know, let me answer that first one first so <laughs> when it comes to making the perfect coffee let me just say this and this is going to sound cliche <laughs> But I think it goes back to everything that Nick, you know, you were honestly describing about. And this is what I mean, like, this is how much I love my people. Because the perfect coffee to me, I know this is going to sound so cheesy, but I'm the king of cheese. That, you know, the perfect coffee is, is the company. I swear by that 100%, man. I swear to God by that, man. Like, what a beautiful sentiment. Yeah, yeah, like, honestly, like, you could give me a Nescafe. I'm going to hate it. I'm going to bitch about it. and am this shit. But if you're sitting in front of this right now... This conversation to, to me is, is is the thing that I love. Mm. Not the coffee. Like I just love to drink coffee because I love it. But the conversation, the person you're having with, the person you're talking to, and once again, back to the whole point about honour and respect, I can have all the money in the world, but just say if I eat, for instance, pizza, I have the best pizza every night the rest of my life. But if I eat alone, what sort of pizza is that? But give me a shit pizza by the best people in, in the world, like my family, my friends. Well, now it's the best. The pizza tastes 10 times better, doesn't it? So honestly, now that's, that comes across as very cheap, but honestly, that is the honest truth. Because I believe, that's why I love food and coffee, because food and coffee isn't like food and coffee, it's, it's, it's time together. You know what I mean? That's why it was hard, back to the whole thing about, yeah, like, or you, you know, your uncles and that, like, you can't go for lunch anymore. And it's not so much you missed out on the food, the food's awesome. My auntie's you missed great. out on the people. That's right, it's my uncle, man, to sit down with him and talk yeah. to him. So I don't see him sometimes for like three or four weeks, yeah. man. I love my uncle, man. My uncle Frank, shout out to him. He's a legend. He's the man. But, you know, like, I don't get to see him for three or four weeks. My auntie, my auntie Tina. And I, I feel bad. I'm like, oh, man, I love these people so much, but I can't go there. And like, that's the selfish side yeah. of it. You know, so back there about the coffee, the perfect coffee is, man, is is the people you enjoy it with. But in saying that, if I had to have the perfect coffee, I'd start off, off with a cappuccino all the time. And then always, uh, always short blacks. But yeah, there you go. Yeah. And I remember you, you know, when we're in Jakarta and when we're going mm. anywhere mm. at all, mm. it is about coffee. Yeah, yeah. But you're sourcing yeah. out some of the best yeah. hidden gem <laughs> coffee places. Yeah. I could, I couldn't even contemplate yeah. how you sourced it I out, but you yeah. did. Yeah. And I remember you talking about that could be some mm. sort of. Prospect yeah. for yeah, that's definitely a stuff, show. Yeah. You know, yeah, you I, could you could it could be the Spartans coffee show. Yeah, you know I, I mean? I, You're I, traveling from place to yeah. place, showing people where the best yeah. coffee is. And, and, and honestly, that's something I'd like, I'd love to do. Just because I feel like over the years, I, I like I'm lucky enough to go in the 36 countries now. Yeah, and 
you know, there was a point where like, it was like, I remember we got to a point where I was like, hey, just drink any coffee. And then you sat out and you're like, man, this is so bad, it's horrible. And then you're like, well, you know what? We'll just go to the mainstream one. So you went to your Starbucks, you know, always. And then you're like, you know, I mean, I don't like to, I want to support the little guys. And that's when I had to, you got to, and so I started putting things together. So if I could give any advice to, to listeners about coffee, I'd say the best way to, to pick a good coffee, if you're going to, and there's not guaranteed, is A, look at the machine. Look at the coffee machine. If it's old, it's dirty. If it's if it just looks like it, it's just in the, the room, just for as a money maker, then you're like, it's, you're probably gonna get a half, half shit coffee. But if you look at that machine, it's nice, it's new, it's clean, it's got all the new attachments. You're like, all right, this guy, they obviously enjoy coffee. They they know. And two is who's making your coffee. So obviously, you know, without being racist, you know, <laughs> I don't know, but like, you know, when you have to qualify the next statement by saying no, without this, being yeah, well, the racist, the world we live in, the, the world we live in, this <laughs> is going to come across. Don't worry, Tony, you're not going to yeah. get cancelled for yeah. what you say next. I promise you. So, but I say to people like, okay, I say, look at Indians, right? Indian people don't drink coffee. See, so this is how much I love coffee. They drink they tea, right? Yeah, they're tea drinkers. So I say to people, how can a person who doesn't drink coffee make a good coffee? That's what I put it down to. It's like. If you get like a, you know, to me, you walk in and there's an Italian guy making a pizza. You, you're confident, aren't you? Because you know he's eating pizza all his life. You know? That's totally racist. So you know he's a pizza. Eater. And that's where I base it off. So I'm like, I look at the person, I'm like, oh, he doesn't like coffee drink or she doesn't like coffee drinker. But sometimes you can be very surprised. I'm not going to lie. Because I said that the, the, uh, the biggest one that is hard to read is Asian people. Well, it's cultural yeah. coffee, right? Yeah. So Vietnamese coffee, like coffee only. Yes, but of some like, Asians, they love their coffee, man. And like South Americans, they don't like coffee. Really? They're not into it. They like tea. It's, which is crazy because, and that's what makes coffee very interesting because it's, I love, I love, that's how much I love coffee is, you know, I've been to Ethiopia, I've been to Indonesia, I've been all over the world drinking coffee, I love it, I love it. Lots. And that's why I asked yeah, you. Yeah, I love it, man, like I love just drinking coffee and then talking about it. But yeah, the, um, that's one of the biggest things about coffee that's strange is a lot of the countries who, like Colombia, Brazil, um, Indonesia, they don't really like coffee. Mm. They, they grow it all and they've got it all, but they don't really like it. So does that yeah. you feel like that affects the quality of the coffee? Well, I just think, once again, yeah, like if you don't drink it, how do you know mm. how to make it? So I'm a barista. I'm making, I can't taste your coffee. I can't. But I know when that pour, okay, yeah, this looks right. That's exactly, that's how I like my coffee. You know, I'm going to heat it up to the temperature that I like. So now you've got a coffee drinker making your coffee mm. and that's how I got base. And that's why I think that the Caruso family blend yeah. is on the yeah. way yeah. at some yeah. point yeah. in yeah. the future. No, 100%. I, I, that's, that's my dream is that I'd love to have a coffee shop. You yeah. know why? I really want to have a coffee shop and I would love to, even I talk about my, my girlfriend all the time, I say, you know, I want to turn like a, at my house, I want to turn my house into a coffee shop. You know what? Because I want to keep the price of the coffee really cheap, but I want the conversations. Come by have a coffee. Like I invite people over for coffee. Yeah. Like I'll force people to stay back, <laughs> have a coffee. And it's not the coffee that I want, it's the yeah. conversation. I want, well, that's to, brilliant. To, I want to get to know you. I want that's to know, awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, because, you know, it's like you as, you as a coach, like you said, man, a lot of it's between your ears, your whole entire life. It's between your ears. It really is. People, when I say that, I mean your brain. It's everything. How you look at something can literally change the world, like change your whole entire world. And it can, like, I grew up young when I, when, like when I was growing up and I fought on Adelaide Oval, to me it was all about money. Mm. Let's make money, let's get cars, oh, I was gonna be cool. And then I reckon two, three years later down the track, I was like, what the 
It's not money. It's, it's, it's worth nothing, dude. It's worth nothing if you ain't got nothing to enjoy with or you got no good time. You know, you see a lot of people in today's day and age, they got the big house, the big car, the big outdoor entertainment area, and you go, oh, I know it's entertainment area. I haven't used it in, in, in about two years. Oh, why not? I'm too busy at work. So mm. why'd you build the entertainment area? Yeah. You know? I mean, why don't you scale back, have a small entertainment area, smaller car, smaller house, have no bills, and have plenty of time to entertain. And uh, you know what I mean? But that's persp- perspective. Mm. You know, other people, on the other hand, go, no, no, I want it all, man. I'm a big fan. So I want my kids to have everything. I need them to go to a private school. I'm like, okay, man. But like, I have this discussion now with my, my girlfriend. She's very much about private schools. Yeah. And I'm like, not private. I said, you know, why not public? Oh, you can't go to a public school. And then, why? I went yeah. to a public school. Yeah, no, no, exactly. This is my discussion. I sat at least. When so, I went to school. Yeah. <laughs> I sat at least. I said, look, there's, so there's me, her brother, and his girlfriend. I said, out of the four of us, I said, the smartest by miles is, is Joe's girlfriend. She got a 97 ATAR. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Joe got, he got, he's a teacher now. Annalise and me, we're, we're all looks, you know what I mean? We're all looks. But you know, I said, oh, so, come and on. I said, but if you look at us, he went to Black Fries. She went to uh, St. Dominic's, I went to Thomas More, all private Catholic schools, mm. and Jess went to a public school, mm. and she got 97. I said, so there goes your whole theory. Yeah, look, perspective. In- intellect comes down to the individual. Yeah. I was a shit kid, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. One day, I'm going to tell everyone the whole story yeah. about how much of a shit kid I was. But I've I wasn't meant stories, to be. Yeah, yeah. No, there are stories, that, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, when you meet, when, whenever I meet people from school and my past, I apologize. Yeah, you, right? but you know what it is as well? I say to anyone because a lot of people you don't. I've done a lot of bad things as a younger guy, even good, bad, whatever. But that in the re, I sit in front of you right now and I like you. So anything you tell me, I can't judge you on it because this is what made you today. So you could have done some bad stuff back in the day, egging, breaking stuff. But I say it made Nick who you exactly, and that's why I don't regret it because it gave me the perspective on what I could possibly be. Yeah, sometimes you you stay with your ways, sometimes you change your ways. But as long as you made a decision to do something (laughs) and you backed yourself, then that's cool. Yeah, no, exactly. So we're gonna finish up pretty soon, but I wanted to just dedicate a little bit of time to thank yous, Uh and I wanted to thank you for something that uh, meant a great deal to me. Um, that you might not even realize, but you were very nice and respectful to my mom. So uh, my mom, I watched the fight, okay, in Jakarta, and she was messaging you, and she was messaging me at the same time, but where are you? Oh, we're in the hospital, so she's messaging you in support of you, right? And you took the time in the hospital to message her back yeah. and talk to her and let yeah. her know that and thank her yeah. for the support. Yeah. I didn't even know you'd done yeah, that. Yeah. And a little bit later on, you were having a going away party. Yeah. Uh, where was the going and, away party? Uh, Walker's Arms. Walker's Arms, right. And because um, you were going away to America and she'd sort of caught wind of it and she just rocked up yeah. there. Yeah. And this little old, you know, yeah. this little old lady just, oh, yeah. you've never met in yeah. your life before. She yeah. said, hi, how are you? Are you Tony? And she told me from that moment on, when you realized that she was my mom, yeah. you treated her like that. Oh, honestly, like I, 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 this day is the moment I don't think I'll ever forget. Like I remember your mum being there and I don't and I was just like, like she said hello to me, and I was like, oh, maybe it's someone that knows my mum or my dad. And when she told me who she was, and she wasn't even there for any reason, just to see me. And just I to was, see you. I yeah. was like, honestly, I was, I was so like humbled. Like, oh my god, like, I can't believe someone went out of their way. You know what I mean? That, and that's what people got to realise in, in in life. Some of the things you're doing every day, how it influences yeah. people. And to me, to have someone come up to me and do that, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm doing the right thing mm. here. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm, I'm. 
you know, to someone to come out of their way like your mum, oh, I just found that so. You know. And look for a Greek mum as yeah, well. I know yeah, how that sounds, yeah, right? People yeah. might take that the wrong no. way, but for a Greek mum, that that meant a great deal. No, to no, her, no didn't. You know what I mean? And that's what you know what I mean. I, I sent her some flowers too. Mm. Yeah, her. you said she did. she actually you didn't say, but she gave me money. She came there mm. and she gave not just money, yeah, but she gave me American dollars. Yeah. she'd gone out of her way, yeah. exchanged money and brought it to me, and I was just like, I literally, I. You know what I mean? Like, I've never been so like, oh, like, yeah. like weird in my life. It was, and it was a little thing. I was like, you know, then then, then it goes back to Nick. It goes once again, like I said about my dad with you. Then I said to myself, well, that just shows you that how much Nick must respect me and like me because if his mum does that, she doesn't know me. I haven't spoke to her. You know, same with my dad. My dad sees you and gives you nothing but respect yeah. because you and I are both. I think, and a lot of people would see us and they know how much we give to our sport and how much we love it. And I think when you're talking so high at me and I'm talking so high at you, it just shows, you know, because you never know, man. You know a lot of people in your life, you know, your best mates are them behind the closed doors. You know they're what they're talking. saying about, yeah? You know, you, you know, and that just showed me that goes, well, Nick must have nothing but ultimate respect for me mm-hmm. because, you know, yeah, it was really nice to your mum. She's yeah. a beautiful lady. So we're coming up on, uh, we've got a five minute warning. Yeah. Is there anyone else you want to thank? Oh, of course, there's ever, there's so many people. Yeah, there are, but definitely some quick ones. There's definitely uh, like guys like Tom Cosmetis um, and Simon Alessi, guys like that. Mean, Those guys I yeah. got to meet. Yeah. Two yeah. fantastic yeah. heads right you know, there. That's it. And then, then once again, it's perspective. You meet those sorts of guys at a random party, you're going to, I can admit it's like me, you might think, I'm oh, what a dickhead this guy is. Mm-hmm. But Tom and Simon and even Steve Cosmetis, the whole Cosmetis family, sorry, yeah. whole Alessi family. The generosity yeah, and man, heart honestly, of those guys. Yeah, amazing. Oh, I love yeah. them. Um, they, they, they helped me get to where I am today. You know, a lot of, there's heaps and heaps and heaps of guys yeah. out there. Alan, you said, there's so many dudes I've picked at top team, guys at Hard Knocks, yeah. uh, Peter, Don, yeah, there's, there's heaps. I'm, I'm, I'm a product of a lot of people. I, I am. I, I'm not what I am from just me. I'm a product of a lot of my dad, my, my yeah. grandparents. You know what I mean. A lot of my heritage. You know what I mean. A lot of that sort of stuff. My brothers. So yeah, the list goes on, and there's a lot of people that I love and want to thank. Yeah. And we're, we't not done yet, so don't have plenty of time to thank them. You know. That's right. Exactly. Hopefully one day we exactly. will talk. You know, I'll give that back to them. But yeah, there's a lot of people that I love and and, and, and very thankful. Yeah. Well, that was brilliant, man. Awesome insight into what makes you the Spartan or what makes you you. And I'm so glad that we got to sit down and have a bit of a chat. I appreciate having me on. And, you know, when I seen the whole thing come up and I was like, and you asked me, I was like, yeah, of course, man. Yeah, Nick helps me. I want to help him. And I just want to talk to my friends. Yeah, I just want to sit down and get an hour to talk to my friends and have everyone here and see what I see. Now you know why I like coffee, man. That's right. I love that. That was one thing I, I, my best experience was me and you sharing the room in Jakarta get to know Nick. Yeah. That was, to me, yeah. that's when I was like, man, Nick, like, I love this guy. He's like, honestly, we've got so much in yeah. common. And once again, his perspective, you look at me and you, we look like that we're never going to get along. Yeah, yeah. Never going to get along. Yeah. But I really do. I respect and like you so much. You know and I saying? agree. And I always, yeah. I always yeah. sing your praises. Yeah. You know? I always yeah. do. Nah. All right, guys. Thank you so much, Tony. Uh, we're going to finish this one up now. Keep those ears open because we're going to be saying, we're going to be coming back same bat time, same bat channel for all the bat fans out there. See you guys.